Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Like a Bank, where we show you how to think like a bank by applying the same strategies and principles that banks use to help you find more financial freedom in your life. I'm your host, Sarah Ibrahim. With us today, I have Ben Stein. Ben grew up working for his parents' small business, a summer camp providing adventure, expedition, language immersion, and community service programs for teenagers. Prior to SMBX, he spent multiple years working at Square, helping small businesses transition to credit cards and software that would grow their businesses. During his time at Square, he helped the organization scale from 250 employees to over 2,000. Post-Square, Ben joined Opendoor, which helps people buy and sell homes online, building channel partnerships. As Director of Business Development at SMBX, Ben and his team work directly with small and medium businesses and assist them with raising capital through the underwriting and fundraising process. Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. It was actually um, the way I, the way I found you and found SMBX was kind of um, unusual. So I was just on I googled like how, can small businesses raise capital by issuing bonds, and then there was an article like written by you guys. That's how I found SMBX, and and then I listened to other podcasts you were on. So yeah, thank you for for coming to the show. I think what you guys are doing is awesome. Before we jump into like bonds and raising capital, can you tell us more about your background and how you got how you joined SMBX? Sure. Um, so I guess it all starts at the beginning. Like I just grew up in a small business. Uh, you heard a little bit, I mean, you introduced me. So, you know, my parents ran a summer camp and as any small business owner knows, children are generally looked at as like free labor. Uh, but more importantly, um, as I grew up, I really went to business school with the thought that I was going to have to take over my parents' business. That was kind of like the original plan. And as I went into business school at, at WashU uh, in St. Louis, um, I realized more and more that I didn't want to like work for my parents for forever, and that like I didn't really want to be a summer camp counselor for the rest of my life. Um, and so uh, that drove me to kind of come out to San Francisco. Um, and so after, after college, I moved out here, um, took a couple odd jobs just to pay the bills and, and found my way into square where I got this amazing set of experiences watching, you know, technology companies grow while still supporting this mission of small businesses. I kind of have a philosophy in my own personal career, which is like, try and help support folks with the American dream. I think like, if you go back to, to the olden days, whenever those were, I don't know, somebody's going to date me with that. Um, but it was always like, you can have your own home. That was like a lot of what I wanted to do at open door. You could have your own business. That was what I was really trying to, to enable at square. Um, but I think that square in terms of processing transactions, I always love these ideas of marketplaces. And so found SMBX, um, fairly early on in their journey, ended up being the first hire here with the idea of promoting access to capital for small businesses. There are amazing businesses all around the country that need capital to grow and, and deserve it. Um, and right now, to, to the tune of your, of your podcast, banks get to make all of those underwriting decisions, right? We have no control over who, what is invested in in our community. I don't get a say in who gets capital in San Francisco. Uh, you don't get to say who has, who gets capital in Brooklyn, what types of businesses, what do those founders look like? And so SMBX's mission really struck a chord with me with this idea of giving people the power to decide what shows up in their community and what gets capital, um, by facilitating an easier mode of investing. Got it. And so as of today, SMBX helps small businesses, uh, by issuing bonds and raising capital. Uh, is that yep. right? As opposed to selling off equity and the, of their business. 
That's correct. So we are we are um, one of the only we are the founder, the innovator of the debt crowdfunding space. I think we can claim that. I think we can own that. Um, and you're exactly right. We feel that equity isn't the right investment tool for all businesses. It's certainly a great investment tool. I'm an equity investor. I think a lot of folks at SMBX also equity invest. It has a, there's certainly a time and a place. Um, but for most small business owners, they want to retain 100% ownership of their company. Um, or right, they're just looking, they don't have these $100 million billion dollar dreams where the growth in equity is going to facilitate, you know, an attractive return for investors in order for equity investments to cash out, right? You need an exit. You have to go public. Somebody has to buy you. There needs to be something there. Maybe there's a dividend that's paid out, you know, at the end of the year, um, approaching, you know, your mom and pop shop that only wants to be three locations for an equity investment is, is a really tough sell. Um, you offer those same returns through a debt vehicle, small business bonds and offer folks, you know, seven to 9% interest, sometimes as low as 4%, I should really say four to 9%. Um, and this access to capital opens up for small businesses. People love the idea of investing and getting paid back monthly. It's investing and not knowing what you're going to get paid back when you're going to get that paid back, right? And how long it's going to take for you to get paid back. Um, that introduces too much uncertainty that that limits access to capital for small business owners. Makes sense. So if I hear that right, like when you issue bond, it's like a set debt structure. Like I take, for example, $10,000 from you at 7% um, interest broken down into five years. It's, it's already predetermined. I know how much I'm getting, you know, how much you're paying um, versus equity. It's an ownership part of the company. And like you said, anything could happen, right? It can go public. It could, you could sell it to another company. It could merge with another company. And that's how you really make money kind of in the, in the equity world. So that makes sense. Now, could any business do this regardless of their size with SMBX? Yeah, good question. So we really look for businesses that are already cash flow generating. So pre-revenue businesses don't work for us. We like to make sure businesses have at least one year of operating history. That's a little flexible, um, but we really like to see year over year growth there. Um, they need to be an incorporated entity. So a reg CF rule is we can't work with sole proprietors, but you could create an LLC and then, you know, transition stuff over and, and come talk to us. Um, and then there's a couple other underwriting requirements, right? Obviously the biggest one is the ability to support monthly payments. Equity is great because you get an equity investment. You don't have to pay that back, right? You have to pay it back, but it's kind of paid back in, in ownership of the business. And as that business grows and its valuation grows, um, on the debt side, you know, you have a month, one monthly payment that you make to SMBX, and then we split that up and send it out to your investors based on who, you know, purchased $10 versus who put in a hundred versus, you know, we have some folks who put in a hundred thousand dollars into some of these offerings. And then, so let's say, for example, you were working with a small business and then they didn't, they didn't qualify now. Do you have some sort of like program where you could like coach them for the future or like kind of train them on how to become qualified in the future? That's a really good question. We don't have a program at SMBX that does that because that's not our forte. Um, we're really a financing company, right? That we want to help folks connect to investors in their community. But we do have community partners all around the country. One of the best resources that I, I love to promote is your local SBDC, your Small Business Development Center. There are a bunch of really, really talented business advisors, right? And this is a, a program that's funded by the government where you can go and get in, in, you know, advice on raising capital, 
um, your business plan. They can help you put together a structure. They can even introduce you to other lenders outside of SMBX. Um, and then we also have a, a network of growth coaches, CPAs, and other folks. So we're not guiding, we're not, we're not an incubator per se, right? You don't come to SMBX to get your business ready to go raise. Um, we really try and function to, to, to the, to the title of this podcast, like, like, a a new type of, of bank. We're not, we're not a bank. We don't pretend to be a bank or a regulation crowdfunding platform, but our goal is, is to really, you know, stay focused there. Yeah. And, and I heard you one time on a podcast, you mentioned something that was really intriguing. You're like, what are the best businesses you like to work with? Um, mm-hmm. Is a business that has current debt already like with different banks at a higher interest. And they yep. could, in, in essence, refinance that debt by issuing bonds through your company. Dude, this is such a hot topic right now because if you're paying attention to the Fed, uh, they are expecting interest rates to rise by, I would say, our internal guess is 3% between now and the end of the year. There's probably going to be six rate, rate hikes. They're probably going to be uh, 500 basis points or 50 basis points, excuse me, about 0.5% um, to combat inflation. If you have a variable loan, like an SBA 7A loan, that means your interest rate is going to go up by 3% between now and the end of the year. SMBX rates are fixed. We believe that having consistent, repeatable cash out is easier than what the government sometimes does, which is raise interest rates right at the wrong time to be raising interest rates for small businesses. It's the right time maybe for the economy to combat inflation and all these other pieces. Um, but less than a year, two years removed right from the pandemic, and we're already talking about raising interest rates. SMBX, we try to do fixed interest rates. So if you come and refinance with us, right, you can take advantage of where rates are at today and then know that it'll stay at 6% you know, for the duration of your loan. And how long are those loans typically? Most, you know, it depends on the size. We do some raises that are, you know, two, $3 million. We do some raises that are $25,000. So what I always um, gauge is we try and set our raise timelines to be attractive to investors, right? A $25,000 loan paid back over 10 years isn't going to be really interesting to anyone. But similarly, right, nobody wants to take out a $2 million loan that's paid back in six months, right, or a year. That's, that's a little bit of a high monthly payment there. Um, and so what you'll find is most of our loans are, I would say, between three and five, three and 10 years, somewhere in there. And then it kind of caters to the size of, of that um, raise amount. And then as well as kind of balancing monthly payment and total interest paid. Obviously, the longer your loan is, the more interest you pay, but the lower your monthly payment, the shorter your loan is, right? The more your monthly payment is, but the less total interest you pay. Got it. That makes sense. And um, what are the types of businesses? Is it any type of business like software, restaurants, like any industry could, could participate in this? Yeah, we see the gambit. So on our platform right now, um, we've got a whole bunch of businesses ranging from technology companies to IT consulting to cybersecurity um, and kind of everything in between. Um, we've got restaurants, we've got breweries, we've got um, quick service, you know, full service, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I would say the best businesses to work with SMBX are going to be the ones that have a consumer facing presence or really, really strong financials. We find that our investor network is really, really interested in investing in things that are local to them, things they can go touch, feel, taste, do products like that. Um, Or on the flip side, um, 
we have a, a network of investors who invest almost exclusively based on the financials of the company. They're really in it for the six, seven, eight percent return. And I think, you know, going to the root of your podcast here, right? If you think about banks, why don't they invest on the equity side of small businesses? Well, they don't see the return there, right? That's that's the big piece, right? What do they do? They use debt. They use debt for six to nine percent. The small business loan is a huge market. And so I think. I love what you're doing because I think providing that education to folks that six to nine percent returns can be really, really strong on yeah. the investment side. That is how banks make their money, right? And so our goal is to really transition that to the people. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, it's it's bringing like the banking functions to the community level, not just putting it in the hands, both on the investing side and on the raising side, putting it in the hands of small businesses. So I, I love what you guys are doing. I believe in it. Um, and could it be like back to the types of businesses? Could it be like a real estate business, a business that goes out and like buys and flips houses? Could they raise uh, capital through your platform? Question. So we kind of operate within this framework called the Jobs Act. The Jobs Act has this piece of legislation called Title Three, which is called Reg CF. Reg CF prohibits a couple different types of companies from raising on our platform. Unfortunately, real estate investment companies are one of those. The other is investment companies. The reason for that is based on what happened in 2007, 2008. They're super careful about what constitutes a mortgage. And so raising bonds cannot be a replacement for a mortgage or for that type of product. Um, now, it can be used for a small business that's a restaurant that wants to purchase their property. Right. Or you're a CPG company that wants to buy its warehouse, right? And own a warehouse as part of your operations, right? And building up your balance sheet. But businesses that are specifically fix and flip, or you want to crowdfund a down payment to then Airbnb out of house, you know, those aren't allowed under, under Reg CF or, or under SBS. Got it. And, and it makes sense because it can get really tricky, especially with people living in the houses and like foreclosures. It can get really like uh, tricky. So, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Now I, I want to go back to the, the banking part. So I, I get it. I get it that you know, not only is the, are the banks making the six to nine percent, but also I think correct me if I'm wrong, but about over like eighty five percent of bank applications for loans are denied, right? So if a small business goes to a bank and asks for a loan, there's like an eighty five to ninety percent chance they're going to get declined. Um, do you guys see your numbers as like higher than that as far as being lendable? Good, good question. Um... We believe in, I would say, two pieces of underwriting. The first is the financial side. So our underwriting has to protect our investors because we cannot just be an open platform like Kickstarter, Indiegogo, where anybody can come on and issue bonds, right? Default rates would be through the roof, right? Everybody would come and you know try and raise $10,000, $20,000, and who knows if they actually have a legitimate business or not. So that's one piece of it. The second piece is this concept of social underwriting, which I like a lot, right? The idea that the community will fund things that they want there. And that if you're able to raise from your community, that makes your business stronger, right? Having more investors, having more money invested in your small business, but also as a community of small business owners, how do we get more capital and more people invested in our community? I look a lot at like PPP and how that was distributed well, why didn't they set up different regulations to facilitate that to get to the small business owners who needed it? Well, none of our congressmen or senators are invested in small businesses. If we can facilitate making it easier to invest in small businesses, then more of our economy is invested in our small business. It's not a business owner that has its, you know, my job, 
my livelihood, my family, my home, everything is tied to the success of that small business. The more people you bring in that are also tied to that small business, both at a micro level, but also at a macro level, the larger the power of our voices are going to be, and the more we'll be able to make changes, right, and affect the economy at large. We already do to a good extent through jobs, right, through all these other pieces. The investment piece is the last piece. Let's get everybody invested in small businesses, right? And then it goes, you know, from there, we'll have a larger voice overall. Going back to your original question, you know, I can't tell you exactly what percentage of folks make it through our underwriting process. What I will tell you is um, we understand the challenges that small businesses face. Uber, WeWork, some of these large technology companies are able to go and raise capital and take on massive, massive losses, even when they go public, right? They're not profitable, all in the name of growth. They are given this special pass in the world to be able to go do that. Small businesses aren't afforded the same luxury. Now, there is a world where I would like to get everybody the capital they need, right, and make that happen. So what we really look at is, I think, through a responsible lens to represent our investors, right, make sure folks can pay back that, that lending, but also looking at, is there community support for this business, right? What are the qualitative factors? And SMBX, I think, is really, really good at iterating on the existing underwriting models that exist in the banking system and finding ways to, to underwrite and work with folks who have viable businesses that should be able to raise debt, right, that are rejected because of the way the founder looks or because of maybe who they sleep in the bed with at the end of the night. Or maybe <laughs> it's just some other random piece of, um, you know, challenge that the banking system has set up. And I think if you look at the historical pieces, banks have been given every opportunity to change those pieces and they still haven't. And that's why FinTech is so successful right now is folks finding opportunities to be able to, um, to do what banks are still refusing to do. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, now let's talk about it from the investor standpoint. So let's sure. say, for example, I'm an investor. Uh, I, I want to join, I want to invest in these businesses and businesses. Can I do so? Actually, let me back up. Let me talk about the tax part first, right? So, right. Um, when you're issuing bonds, the interest that the companies pay the small businesses is typically tax deductible, right? Because the, they're paying out the interest. And then the investors get that money as taxable income, correct? That is correct. So you would get a 1099 from SMBX based on your earnings from interest. Okay, perfect. And in a sense, that's kind of an advantage of, for the business standpoint, is the interest is tax deductible. Um, now, if could the investors do so through like a qualified account, like through a Roth IRA or IRA or solo 401k, in other words, defer the taxes that they receive in their qualified account? Uh, I cannot comment. Not today, no. <laughs> okay. But if you look at our product roadmap, it's something we've thought heavily about. You're right on. And that's something we'd love to enable in the future. Um, so we, we've thought about it. It's on the roadmap. It's not quite available yet. Yeah. Okay. okay. And, and, you know, as like part of our like uh, core principles that we do, like thinking like a bank is like the infinite banking concept or the bank on yourself concept and like applying like, you know, your life policy, being able to borrow against that investing. I think this is a good blend, like being able to leverage your life policy, borrow against that, investing in small businesses through SMBX and then getting the uh, payments back to you, the interest payments back to you to pay off the loan. This is where like thinking like a bank comes in is like, you're able to like um, sit in multiple seats at the same time and, and really um, like utilize this. And with, from a tax perspective, from a growth perspective, from a volatility perspective, I think it's a nice blend overall. Um, can you share an example of a business who already issued bonds through SMBX? Like how much did they raise and 
like what's kind of going on right now? Yeah, good, good question. Um, who should we talk about? There's one I want to talk about, but they're currently raising on the platform, so I, I can't chat about them. Um, one of my favorite businesses that we worked with is a business called Humphrey Slocum. They're an ice cream shop um, in San Francisco. Got a couple of locations in the Bay Area, um, but they have national distribution in their in their pints across the country and grocery stores around the nation. You know, they came to us to raise two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars for for a couple things. Part of that was to refinance some existing debt. Part of that was to set up and add a new location uh, in the Bay Area. Um, they raised uh, a little over a year ago, maybe right around a year ago, um, and really had uh, a fantastic one, just reaction from the community. You know, somebody put $100,000 into that offering, um, which was really exciting to see that, you know, people really want to invest through debt, right? They want to earn six to 9%, or I should say four to 9%, you know, on their, um, on their, on their money that they have sitting in their checking and savings account. Um, to get back to your question, they're doing well, right? They're, they're continuing to expand. They're rocking and rolling. They're a steady business. Um, you know, the pandemic changes a lot of things from this transition of most of their revenue coming from, I believe, you know, in store to now being really focused on to go and delivery during the pandemic. How do you keep those stores alive and well? So they raised, you know, right during 2020. Um, what else do you want me to talk about them? Is that good enough? Yeah, yeah, no, perfect. Yeah, I just want to kind of get an idea of like the, the funding amount makes sense. Yeah. Now, um, like if, let's just say, for example, it was uh, $250,000 over like five years. Um, is it like broken down into, is it interest only that comes out or is it the principal and interest that comes out every month or? Yeah. Good, good question. So unlike traditional bonds yeah. that are interest only, right? Our payments consist of principal plus interest. Okay. The nice thing about that from a business owner's perspective um, is it resembles an existing loan, right? The difference between what you'd pay monthly between a bank loan and using bonds are, are pretty much the same. The benefit that comes in is by giving that to members of your community, right? Imagine you're getting paid 20 bucks every month from your favorite pizza place for investing a thousand bucks for them to set up a location. When you think about ordering pizza, where are you going to order pizza from? Probably yeah. that exact same location that's been paying you. So there's this level of sales growth that happens by virtue of these monthly payments. So the way we structured these monthly payments is to one, resemble something that business owners are familiar with, but then on the investor side, right? Receiving interest only is kind of like what your bank account does for you, yeah. right? I don't know how much you have in your bank account, but I love to ask this question, which is who here has a monthly payment from their bank more than a dollar? Like in interest, right? Yeah. It's really, really hard to get over like six cents. Even. Yeah. And so the question then becomes, well, why is that? Well, the bank's lending out your money to these small businesses. It's making nine to 11% interest back. And then it's like, thank you for letting me lend out your money. Here's yeah. your once. We try and include principal in so that when you're receiving that monthly income as an investor, you're getting that principal back. And what does that allow you to do? Reinvest it. Yeah. And if you can reinvest it, now you have compound returns. And so you're able to really build this low cost access for capital on the small business side, while with compound and reinvesting on the investor side, right? A way that's really allows folks to grow their wealth and grow it quite quickly, right? Based on this idea of, you know, 6% interest compounded. 
Yeah, as you're talking, I'm getting all these ideas. It's like it, you can really like snowball with this, like where you're taking one business and then getting the returns from that and then reinvesting and then taking that and so on. And and you're right, when you get principal and interest back, the payments are higher back to you because the principal is included rather than interest only. Because imagine if like you invested $1,000 with interest only at 10%, you're only getting back like $8.30 a month. Whereas yeah. when you get principal and interest, the payments you get back are higher, which gives you the opportunity to reinvest those into other businesses on the SMBX. That's exactly right. So how can listeners connect with you guys, learn more about you, invest, raise capital? Good question. So the best way to interact with us is go to our website. So we're available at www.thesmbx.com. Um, you can check us out on social channels. Our tags are generally the SMBX. That stands for the Small and Medium Business Exchange. Um, if you want to raise capital, there's a Why Raise page on our homepage. Very easy. Click that and you'll be brought to a place where you can book an appointment with a member of my team. Uh, if you put a little note in there, I'll try and show up and would be happy to connect with any fans since clearly I did so well on this podcast and everything <laughs> and cheering in the background, I can mm -hmm. tell. Um, but uh, we, you know, once you connect with, you know, one of members of, our, of, of my team, of the sales team, We'll really walk you through end to end all of the intimate details that go into this process. So we'll help you understand how this would work. We can help you estimate what monthly payments would look like, talk you through the onboarding process, the deep due diligence process, some of the things that we just don't have time to cover in you know a half hour here. Um, the other thing that we'll do is connect you with our operations and our marketing team. So our ops team helps you know facilitate putting together all of the investment materials for your investor. How do we get your business to be investor ready? And then our marketing team helps you get ready to go go out and raise the funds. Right? We always tell folks that SMBX is not a place like a bank where you can go and if you get approved, you just get your money. Yeah. You still have to go out and raise. Right? Yeah. You still have to go out and get that capital. But the small business bond makes it really, really easy to raise capital. It goes back to that conversation you and I had earlier, which is if you approach your fan, friends and family and say, give me a thousand bucks, I'll pay you back someday, some point <laughs> yeah. in time, some amount when something happens, you're going to get some crickets. You go to those same folks and say, hey, if you give me a thousand bucks right now, I'll give you 20 payments of exactly $15, right? Until you get your money back plus $200 on top or whatever the numbers actually yeah, work out. Yes. Uh, that opens up access to capital, right? That opens up, that's something everybody wants. Everybody wants a way to invest the thousand dollars and get 20 bucks a month back, right? That is, that is awesome passive income that only your business has the ability to offer. So instead of going to banks and, and begging them for access to capital, take this investment opportunity yourself, right? And offer it to the world, offer it to retail investors. And I think you'll be really, really surprised at, at how many folks are out there that want to invest in your business. Absolutely. And I just want to make a quick comment too. Not only um, you know, is, is the, the bond aspect good, but also let's say, for example, I go through the process, right? You guys help me set up. Now I have to also help, right? I have to contribute as well as far as raising capital. I have to go out and find. If I find somebody like my neighbor or somebody I used to work with or somebody, the, set, the system is already set up. If, I, if SMBX wasn't in the picture and I wanted to go out and meet with these people, I would have to hire, you know, a CPA, certified financial planner, an attorney, go through the paperwork. It's very complex. It's very, it's not easy to go out and ask people for money legally and ethically. So when you have SMBX already in place and I've already gone through the process, been accepted, approved, then when I go find these potential investors, it's much easier to get the, to get the money through and, you know, compliantly. And there's already a system for that. That's, that's exactly right. I like to think that we try and be cheaper than a lawyer. 
Yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah. to lawyers, you can raise on SMBX. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So SMBX, the SMBX.com. I'll put in the um put that in the show notes. Thank you, Ben, awesome. for joining us. I really enjoyed our conversation. Looking forward to having you back on the show. Cheers. Looking forward to it. Thanks. To learn more about what we do and how we can help you grow more wealth, please visit www.finassetprotection.com. That's F-I-N assetprotection.com. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal accounting or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.